Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC makes me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what PGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. We don't manipulate it to our own benefit. We work things and that's what we do. That's why I love you. There you have it. You have an impressive show. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So we're talking about faith this morning again. Amen. We're talking faith again this morning. Ooh. So we're talking about faith this morning, okay? And this morning's title is Faith as Simple as ABC. Okay, so we want to break down again the message of faith. Faith as simple as ABC. Amen. Glory to God. So you wonder why we repeat this faith discussion over and over again. Why is it so important? Okay? Why is it so important? Hebrews 6, 1 to 3. Okay? Hebrews 6, 1 to 3. Talks about faith being a foundational Christian doctrine. Amen. If you can go there, Hebrews 6, 1 to 3. Hebrews 6, 1 to 3. I'm opening right now, yeah? So join me, join me in it also. Hebrews 6, 1 to 3. Amen. So he says, Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary thing about Christ and be taken forward to maturity not laying again the foundation of, repent, of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment, and God permitting we will do so. So he calls faith as faith in God as one of the elementary teachings about Christ. You know, he says that for us to be considered growing to maturity, one of the things we ought to know is faith in God. So faith in God is part, you know, of the mature Christian life. Glory to God. Living by faith in God is part of the mature Christian life. Living by faith in God is part of the mature Christian life. Glory to God. Again, he says, let us move from these things and move to maturity. Now, it means that whatever we build on this, whatever we build on this, right, you know, if we don't build on these foundational doctrines, we might not be reading right. So, to have a good Christian foundation, one of the things we need to understand is faith in God. Glory to God. Faith in God. Amen. 
So it's important for us as believers that we get a hold of you know living a life of faith. Now we also know that you know we serve a faith God. We live by faith. We live in a world created by faith and faith dominated. And we are called to live a faith life. Again, the believer serves a faith God. Lives in a faith created and dominated world. And is called to live a faith life. So, the topic of faith is very, very important for the believer. Bible says in Hebrews 11.3. Hebrews 11.3. It says, By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. So we understand that God created the world by command. So God himself made the world by faith. Romans 4, 7, says, Romans 4, 7 says, God calls for, Romans 4, 7, AKGV, says, the God that calls for things that be not as though they are, and they be. So we see that God himself is a faith God. God operates by faith. God calls forth into existence. The things that don't exist as though they are. So God himself lives by faith. So God told Abraham, God told Abraham, one of the Abraham, says, your name should no longer be called Abraham, but Abraham, look at that, because I have made you a father of many nations. So God was calling Abraham by his new name. Even when Abraham had no child. So God himself operates by faith. Awesome. We live in a faith created world. All that God made this world to be from, you know, was not made for, was not from anything visible. God created this world from things not visible. He spoke it into existence. God spoke the world into existence. Okay? All God had and used to make the world was the word. All God used to make the world was the word. In the beginning was the word. John, John 1, 3. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Verse 2. And it was with God in the beginning. Okay? And within, three by him, all things were made. And not anything was made that was not made by him. So God himself made the world by his word. So God, you know, we live, we live in a world created by faith. This world runs on faith. Okay? This world runs on faith. So God spoke into existence and since then, you know, the heavens remaining, the heavens have not crashed into the earth. Glory to God. Glory to God. So we live in a faith-created world. Awesome. And we are called to live a faith life. Faith is how we live. That is Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. It says, we are saved. Let me open it. Ephesians 2. It's always good to open the scripture and read it out, okay? And also follow as we do so, so you can see those things yourself. Glory to God. Verse 8 says, For it is by grace you have been 
saved through what? Through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God. Look at that. Verse 9. Not by works, so that no one can boast. Verse 10. For we are God's handiworks, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Look at that. So we live a faith life. We are saved by grace through faith. Glory to God. We live by faith. Habakkuk 2 says, the just shall live by faith. Not to say one thing. The just shall live by faith. Galatians 3.11, the just shall live by faith. Hebrews 38, the just shall live by faith. So we have several, several verses saying the same thing. That the just shall live by faith. So we live a faith life. So the topic of faith is so important. We are called to live a faith life. The just shall live by faith. The believer lives by faith. The believer lives by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. To us as believers, the unseen is more real than the seen. Glory to God. For the believer, the unseen things are more real, they are more tangible than the seen. We walk by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. We live by faith. We live by faith. So we don't look, we don't put our gaze on the temporary things. Okay? We look more. Our gaze are on the unseen, yet more real things. So that the unseen things, our gaze is just looking up onto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So we look at the things that Christ has done on our behalf. And we fix our faith there. So, to us, the finished work of Christ is more real than whatever we see around us. When he says, by his stripes, I was healed, that healing is more real than any headache I can ever feel. So, I will forever believe I am healed much more than I will believe that I have an headache. Do you understand? So, the healing that Christ purchased for me is more real than any symptom whatsoever I can have on my body. Why? We live by faith. We live by faith. We focus more on the unseen than the seen. Glory to God. Furthermore, we are called to live in faith life because the Bible says that we please God by faith. Hebrews 11, 5 and 6. Hebrews 11, 5 and 6. Hebrews 11, 5 and 6. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. Verse 6, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Look at that. That's the one that comes to God must come believing. Okay? So, of course, we are saved by faith. When we got saved, we became pleasing to God. So, by nature, we are pleasing, right? But we 
we live a life pleasing unto God. We practice a pleasing life unto God by walking in faith. By walking in faith. By taking God at His word. Glory to God. So we live a life pleasing to God by living by faith. By trusting more in what is said than what we see. Amen. We, we, we please God by building our life on the integrity of His word. The one that comes to Him must believe, glory to God, that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. So believe that God rewards your work of faith. Believe that God rewards your faith stance. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, we know in First Peter 1, 10 to 16, that yes, we are holy, right? But we will live holy. You know, we have to practice living holy in all our conduct. So also, you know, we have faith. We are pleasing to God. But we must make a practice of living by faith and living a pleasing life to God by faith, okay? By living a life of active faith in God. Awesome. We also, we overcame by faith. Okay, you know we're saved by faith. And when, when, when we got saved, we overcame the world, okay? We overcame by faith and we live in this victory by faith. First John 5, 4-5. 1 John 5, 4-5. 1 John 5, 4-5. We overcame by faith and we live a life pleasing by faith. Amen. First John 5, 45. See, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So, we overcame the world by faith. But as we have seen also, we live a overcoming life by faith. So, one is a gift. The other is responsibility. So, we have been given faith with which overcome the world, right? But to, we must make a practice. We are responsible for living a life of victory by our faith work. Okay, we are responsible for enforcing our victory by living a life of faith. Glory to God. So, our overcoming is based on our faith work. Our overcoming is tied to our learning and living out a life of faith. John, uh, 1 Peter 5, 8-11. It says, Be alert and of a sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls like prowls around. Look at that, like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Peter was speaking to believers that your enemy, the devil, is prowling around. You know, he's walking about. What can you be? You know, going everywhere, roaring around, looking, looking around for someone to devour. This means that, you know, the, the, the believer that is careless, reckless, carefree, 
not walking in faith can be devoured by the enemy. Sad but true. Verse 9 says, But you resist him. How? Standing firm in the faith. So the one that will live a life of victory over the devil is the one that resists the devil and stands firm in the faith. To stand firm, to resist means to be unyielding, to never give up, to never dig in, to dig, no, to, to dig in, okay, to dig in, never give up, never give in, refusing to give the devil an extra inch, resisting off your property, off your life, off your career, your relationships, your ministry, okay, to make sure it does not get a foothold. So you stand firm and you mount a resistance. Glory to God. Okay, so we overcome by living a life of faith. Furthermore, we are called to live a faith life because the work of God is to believe. John 6, 29. The work of God is to believe. 28. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. The work of God is this, to believe and the one he has said, so we live a faith life doing the work of God, which is to believe in Jesus. Okay? The obedience that God requires is obedience that comes from faith. So, it's from start to finish a faith conversation. The obedience that God requires is obedience that comes from faith. Romans 1, 5. He says, Romans 1, 5. Looking for Romans 1, 5. Romans 1, 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes. He says, through him, we receive grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. Okay? Through him, we have received grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. So the Christian life is a faith life. We are called to live a faith life. This is our life. It is our obligation. It is who we are. We live by faith. So your life is designed to live by faith. Glory to God. See, your life is designed to run on the engine of faith. Meaning that without a consistent work of faith, we might not, you know, we cannot fully realize the plans of God for us. Without a work of faith, we will live below potential. So this is why every one of us must cultivate, you know, and decide that I'm going to be a faith man. I'm going to be a faith woman. I'm going to be a faith father, a faith husband, a faith wife, you know. I'm going to be a faith mother. I'm going to be a faith career person. Amen. I'm going to be a faith leader. Okay? Decide that you will live your life 
on the engine of faith. That you will live from faith to faith. Going further. We see that the, the whole of the Bible documents faith from the beginning to the end. The whole of the Bible is a faith ledger. Is a faith dossier. How? Creation was a work of faith. Adam and Eve, you know, was a case of faith failure. When they believed the devil over God's word. You see that? So when they took the devil's word over God's word, it was a faith failure. They believed the lie. Okay? And this shows us that we cannot live pleasing to God without faith in God's word. Okay? We can only live pleasing by faith in God's word. We see also that God called Noah to build an ark and told him that rain will fall. Okay? And that the rain would wipe out everything. See, imagine God telling you that something that has never happened before will happen. And it says, go and build an ark. No, think of it in this day. That God tells you that something that has never happened before will happen, okay? Go and build an ark. So imagine Noah going telling people that rain is coming, no? Year after year, telling them, ah, one mad rain is coming. And telling them, I'm building this ark. So that when the rain falls, though, I'll be safe in the ark. Can you imagine how silly Noah would look before people? Can you imagine how they look at it and say, this man lacks basic common sense. He's an illiterate, you know, he's on top, right? But year after year, Noah built his ark, waiting that rain would come. So you see, Noah walked by faith to believe God that rain was coming. Look at that. So it's a faith conversation. Okay? God called Abraham. Look at this. Told Abraham, leave your father's house. Leave where you are comfortable. Leave where you have built your wealth and your life. And start going you know, to a land I will show you. Now, God did not show him the land. God says, start going. Start going, no. Start going. I will show you the land you will go. How weird is that? How ridiculous. How insane that just be going, sir. I will show you where you are going to. So, Abraham took God up and left his father's house and started going. See, so we are seeing all over scripture that this faith, this, this Christian life is a life of faith from the beginning then up to now. That's always been a faith conversation. Look at that. So Abraham too left everything he has known, left the life he has known, and was just going. Amen. So we see that it made no practical sense. It made no common sense. It made no, you know, there was no single sense in it, okay? In, in the natural. But Abraham believed God. Going further, okay? God told Abraham that he would have a child in his old age when everything in Abraham's and Sarah's body made it physically impossible. Look at that. Everything said, this is not possible. Abraham's body, dead. Sarah's womb, dead. Okay, it was physically impossible. But they believed God. And they'll tell people, when people say, Mr. Abraham, no, my name is not Abraham. 
my name is Abraham because God has told me I'm a father of many nations. <laughs> Can you imagine how people would have mocked him? Can you imagine when he, when he says my his name is my name is Sarah because you be a child? You know, people have mocked Abraham, mocked Sarah. Even, even Sarah herself laughed. So you can see how well it was, right? And people said, I said, oh, really? This is ridiculous. So how much more would people have seen Abraham and said, <laughs> Abraham? They'll have mocked him by his faith name. They'll have mocked him by his work of faith. When Abraham says, I'm going to be part of a nation, they'll have laughed at him to, to their return. Do you understand? Romans 4, 17. Romans 4, 17, 21. is a faith story. The Christian life is a faith story. Okay? Look at that. Verse 16 says, Therefore, the promise, Romans 4, 16, 22. Romans 4, 16, 22. Therefore, the promise comes by faith so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Look at this. God speaking to Abraham before he ever conceived, I have made you a father of many nations. Let's pause here. Now, same Abraham trying to help God, went into the flesh, okay, and, you know, went into Agar and betted Ishmael. Betted Ishmael. And God said to Abraham, that Ishmael is still not the promised child. Now, one would think that God would consider that Amon is getting old, though. He can no longer give it to children. And say, okay, let's manage Ishmael for him. But God showing that it had to be a faith conversation. God rejected the, the, the Ishmael as, as promised child, you know, and made Abraham wait for extra 13 years more to have the promise. Because it had to be a child of promise that came completely by faith without the help of man. Did you get that? He says, is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed. He believed that, you know, in the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. So, Abraham believed he was a father of many nations even when he had no child. Can you believe you are healthy? You are healthy even before you feel healthy at all. Can you believe that Christ will prosper your works even when you are stuck broke. Can you believe that you are supplied that your needs are met even when the bills are staring you in the face in, in the face? Abraham believed before he saw. We also must believe before we see. But it is against all hope. Against all hope. Can we believe against all hope? Against all hope. Abraham in hope believed. And so became the father of many nations. 
just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. So Abraham believed first, then he received. Okay? Believed, then received. Okay? He, he received as it has been said to him. So God's word came to pass for Abraham. God's word will surely come to pass for you. What are you believing God for? What are you asking unto God for? You have got to stay believing. Do not waver. Without, verse 19, without weakening the faith, without weakening, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. He did not consider his own body already dead because he was about 100 years old. And Sarah's womb also dead. So he did not consider the circumstances. He was looking at Jesus and his promise. 20. Yet, he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. Look at that. He did not waver. He, he, he did not back out. He did not back down. He dug in. He stood firm. He refused to, 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 to fall into unbelief. He stood strong in the faith. And, and he was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God. Okay? So, even while waiting, he was strengthening his faith and was giving God the glory. Even while waiting, year on year, year on year, Abraham was giving glory to God, saying he believes though, so he receives. And that's the truth. Look at Being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. Being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. 22. And this is why it is credited to him as righteousness. So we'll see in a faith conversation, it is not about common sense. It is not about practicality. It is faith in what God has said. Our hope is faith in what God has said. We see also that by faith, the Israelites, they passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. And, but when they just tried it, tried it, they were drowned. So we see also, the Israelites, the, the, the Israelites walked by faith. They were, they, God fed them by faith. You know, He will send them manna daily. Look at them. He gave them water from the rock. So it was a life of miracles and faith all through. Most of us believe that if you strike the rock, rock once, water will come out of it. Do you understand? Faith in God. Faith in God. Faith in God. We see also the virgin birth. Faith in God. When the angel spoke to Mary, Mary answered, Be it unto me according to your words. So we see it is a faith life from start to finish. You are called to live by faith. Your life is a faith life. Okay? Refuse to move off a life of faith. Refuse to 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 make faith the abnormal thing for a believer. Faith is the normal Christian life. 
Look at that. Faith is a regular Christian life. Believing in the word of God. Acting on God's word is the normal Christian life. It is not being weird. It is not being ridiculous. It is not being stubborn. It is called being a believer. So when we talk some things, and people sound, people say we are crazy, we are mad, we are just being regular children of God. We are believers. Now, Christ says in John 3, says, the one that is from above speaks from above. Okay? Those of the earth speak as those from the earth. But we from above, we have a different language. We speak what the natural man will call strange and ridiculous, but it is how we are. It is who we are. We will say in the face of danger, the Lord is with me. What can man do unto me? So it is our normal language. It is the way we live. We are from above. So we speak as those from above. Those of the earth might not always get us. That is fine. They don't get you. They should not in fact get every time. Okay? But we must not downplay our faith life to fit into a normal into a normal setting. Once we downplay, we begin to live like them. They trick. Okay? We won't begin to downplay the faith life, okay? We begin to live like them. So we must stand on it. Refusing to live the regular life, okay? Standing on and living the life of faith. So we see, I can't have to account in the Bible, that this Christian life is a life of faith. We are called to live by faith and not by common sense. All the things we talked about above, one of them has nothing to do with common sense of the world. Okay? We are called to live by faith and not by common sense. Common sense will fail. Faith in God will never fail. Okay? Look at this. Matthew's quote. If you put faith in a box of common sense, what you will get is unbelief. Again, if you put faith in a box of common sense, what you get is unbelief. One more time. If you put faith in a box of common sense, what you will get is unbelief. What then is this faith? Faith is simple. Taking God at his word. Acting as though what God said is so. Because it is so. Even when we don't see it yet. Taking God at his word. Acting as though what God said is so. Because it is so. Even when we don't yet see it. Faith is judging God faithful and capable to live up to his promises. Faith is judging God faithful and capable to live up to his promises. Hebrews 11, 11. He says, and by faith, even Abraham, even Sarah rather, even Sarah, who was past child-bearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. 
So he's judged God faithful. So, twelve says, and so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came the sinners as numerous as the stars in the sky, and as countless as the sand on the seashore. Look at them. Their faith got them the promise. So faith is judging God faithful and capable to live up to his promises. Deciding that sink or swim, I will trust in God. Come rain or shine, I will trust in God. Okay? Faith takes God at his word and refuses to move from it. Faith takes God at his word and refuses to back down. Refuses to give up. So faith is a stance. Faith is a stance based on the word of God. You know, Abraham believed the promise. God spoke to him. He just up and make it up, okay? He believed because of something. Because God spoke to him. So also, faith for us is a stance based on God's word. What is God's word concerning that issue? What is God's word? When you find God's word on that issue, you make a stance on it. What is God's word about your health, your protection, your relationship, your marriage, your career, your finance, your ministry? What is God's stance based on it? What is God's stance? What is God's word on the health of your mother? Somebody here. What is God's word on the health of your mother? You must find that word and make it your stance. Make it your stance. Faith is a stance based on the word of God. This is what God said. This is what I believe. And this is what I will have. This is what God said. This is what I believe. And this is what I will have. Do you understand? Do you get that? Faith is consistent. It's never about the circumstance. Faith does not bow to issues. Issues was bow to faith. So it doesn't matter what the issues, what the case may be, how peculiar it might be, okay? It does not matter. Faith is faith. And faith does not consider the circumstance. Faith is faith. Okay? Faith is faith. Now, we look at the story of, um, of Peter walking on the water with Jesus. Matthew 14, 22-31. Matthew 14, 22-31. Let's start from verse 25. Matthew 14, 25-31. Matthew 14, 25-31. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When disciples saw him walking on the lake, they terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is high. Don't be afraid. 28, look at this, look at this. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, Tell me to come to you on the water. Glory to God. Faith in the word. And Jesus Christ just replied, Come, he said. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked 
on the water and came toward Jesus. Look at that. Peter got down off the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. Question one, why? Was this necessary? What was the point of this? Did he have to do this? No. But faith dares. Faith creates supernatural. Faith wants to live a complete natural life. Faith wants to faith, faith wants to lay hold completely of what God says is possible. Look at that. Verse 30, 30. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to think, cried out, Lord, save me. Look at that. So Peter walked on water successfully until he began to look at the wind. So while his eyes were on Jesus, the one that gave the command and the promise, he was fine. But when he took his eye off Jesus, the author and future of his face, and began to consider, to look at the issue, he began to get afraid and began to think. So fear is a sinker. Faith makes sand. Fear sinks. Fear. So refuse fear. How do you refuse fear? By keeping your focus, keeping your gaze on the one that made the promise. So what do you do? You keep your focus. That's it. You, you take a stance. Okay? You take a stance. You, 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 you dig your leg in. Okay? You make an unmovable stance and refuse to look at the issue. You take your eyes off the issue. You put your eyes on God, the one that made the promise and the promise he made. So you lock your eyes into his eyes, gaze upon, gaze upon, upon Christ. You, put your, you fix your gaze on him, looking at his word, believing in him, okay? Refusing to look at the issue. Why? When you look at the issue, you might begin to doubt. You might begin to be afraid and begin to think. Look at that. But even look at this. So even while thinking, he still cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. This you of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? So even when he failed in fear, he cried out back to the one that made a promise, saying, Lord, save me. And God, see, helped him. So see, 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 this is the lesson. This is the lesson. Walk in faith. If you ever, you know, stumble along the way, cry out to God and get back into faith. You understand? So even if you make a mistake and you know you 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 doubt a bit and begin to think, don't stay thinking, don't stay in the fear. Cry out to God, Lord, help me. Okay? If you cry out to God, He will restore your faith and He will make you walk on water again. Glory to God. So do not back down from a life of faith. Look at that. So faith. Does not look at the wind. Faith does not look at the issue. Faith keeps its focus on God. So faith is focused. Faith is focused. See, the life of faith is a life of focus. What you focus on is magnified. What you feed on gets stronger. So living life of faith means that you take God at His word. You keep your eyes on His word. Focus on him and his word, not the issue, not the news. 
too much of the news can begin to feed you fear. So deliberately spend more time looking into the word. The perfect love that brings you freedom. Okay? What you focus on, magnified. What you feed on gets stronger. If we will live by faith, our eyes have to be on Jesus. If we live by faith, our eyes have to be on Jesus. Okay? If we live by faith, our eyes have to be on Jesus. Less time spent on distractions. Less time spent on distractions. More time spent on the Word and with God. Less time on distractions. Less time on movies. Less time on goofing. More time spent on the Word and with God. That is how your faith is rooted. must also know this, guys. Your faith will come under attack. Your faith will come under attack. Look at the two. Look at the two, they're not Look at the two, they're not Look at the two, they're Look at the two, they're Let's go there. Look at the two, they're Your faith will come under attack. Glory to God. Look for the two twenty four. Thirty one says Simon Simon Satan has asked to sift all of you as swift. Satan has tried, you know, to sift all of you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, Strengthen your brothers. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Look at that. So your faith will compulsorily come under attack. Your faith will come under attack. Glory to God. So don't be shocked or surprised when, when, when there are issues that contend with your faith. Don't be shocked when things try to resist you in the faith. Don't be shocked, okay? It is perfectly normal for your faith to come under attack. Glory to God. It is normal. Why? Your enemy is a bastard, okay? He will keep trying. Glory to God, okay? So your faith will come under attack. There will be pressure. Pressure will mount. Okay? Issues will come. There will be challenges. Okay? But you must stand strong. Refuse to move. Refuse to yield. You stand strong. Say, yes, we go day, yes. We stand strong. We will not give up. We don't give in. Okay? There will be pressures. But the man of faith must stand strong. Higher. Stand strong. Okay? Faith is a fight. Faith is a fight. First Moses 6 12. First Moses 6 12. Faith is a fight. Why? There will be pressure. So faith is a fight. First Moses 6 12. Okay? So knowing there will be contention, you must be ready. The Bible says if you fail in the day of adversity, your strength is little. So if when issues come, you fall back. It shows your strength is being is fine, okay? But know that your faith will come under pressure. What will stand strong? 
First Timothy 6, 12 says, fight the good fight of faith. So, you must fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Okay? So, fight the good fight. Fight. It is a fight. You must resist. You must stand strong. Refuse to give up. Refuse to back down. Refuse to, 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 to change your confession. Insist on it. Stand strong on your confession. Refuse to back down. Look at it. See, see. Faith is a fight. This means that faith is not docile. Faith is a fight. Meaning that faith is not casual. Faith is a fight. Meaning that faith is not passive. Faith is an active force. Faith is active. Not passive. So, to keep quiet and do nothing is not faith. To ignore is not faith. To forget is not faith. To, 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 to use movies to, to, to forget the pain is not faith. To spend all day on Netflix to forget the problems is not faith. Faith is a fight. So, if you are ignoring, you are not fighting. If you are chilling, you are not fighting. If you're just casual, you're not fighting. If you're careless, you're not fighting. If you're careless, you're not fighting. Faith is not carelessness. Faith is not docility. Faith is not ignoring the options. Faith is a fight. Faith is active. Faith contains. Faith resists. Okay? Faith will stand in death until it gets the victory. So faith makes the, the, the same confessions every time. Like as though taking tablets, you say it every time. I can never be sick. You say it every time. Faith is a fight. I can never be poor. You say it every time. You insist on it. You say you talk as though you are fighting, okay? With boldness, because faith is a fight. It's not careless. It's not casual. Faith is a fight. Awesome. Bible says in James 4 7, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist means to, 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 to resist, to resist, to stand strong, to, 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 to maintain your ground, to, to maintain your ground, your territory, to refuse to back down. Resist. Why? It is a fight. You resist. You insist on, 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 your, on your possession. You insist on it. Also, let's start fighting tonight. He says, your enemies are going about looking up and down, looking to the world. But him, you, resist standing firm in the faith. Look at that. So, faith is a fight. It is a resistance. So, you must, to lay hold on the things that are yours in Christ, you must be, there are times when you be required to dig in and mount in resistance. There will be times that you require that you dig in and mount resistance. So, for example, you know that even if you're right in Christ, or you have a bad headache, what do you do? You stand on it. By his stripes, I am healed. I refuse headache. I refuse pain. I refuse you. By his stripes, I am healed. So, you stand there. You stand there. You stand there. You insist. You stand there. You stand there. I will have what I say. You stand there. I will have what I say. I don't care. I will have what I say. And I have it now. You refuse 
refuse to back down. You refuse to give in. You refuse a pity party. You stand on the word until your hands lay hold of what you are praying for. Hallelujah. Bless God you have victory. Okay? You are victorious. Okay? So we are fighting from victory. Not for victory. We are what? Fighting from victory. Not for victory. We are dealing with an intruder. Okay? So we already have right of way and full legal backing. But we must stand strong. Faith is resistance. So stand strong. Stand strong. You will surely come victorious. You will surely come out victorious if you don't back down. Stand strong. Insist on your right in Christ. Insist that in this season you can never be sick. Insist on fight it out. That you can never be sick. What's what, what, what that virus? It can never come near you. It can never touch you. You must stand on it. Your family is, is protected. That your household is kept from you. stand and insist. Okay? If you don't back down, you will come up serious. Do not allow fear. Never allow the devil an inch. Insist on it. I can never be sick. Insist on it. Okay? By faith, we will deal blows to the adversary. By faith, we will deal blows to the adversary in all things and everywhere. By faith, you will lay hold on the things yours in Christ. By faith, you will proudly wear Jesus' tag triumphantly everywhere. Glory. By faith, you triumph everywhere. Proudly carrying Jesus' tag, his banner, moving everywhere from, from victory to victory. By faith, you will fulfill your assignment on the earth and you'll bring God's glory. This is your destiny. So live a life of victory by faith. You must never back down. You must never give in. You must never give up. Once you lay hold of a promise, you must never give in. The Bible says that there are three things or so. You can buy a proverb. Proverbs 30. Proverbs 30. Proverbs 30. Let's go there. Proverbs 30. 30. I hope I'm right. <laughs> Proverbs 30. 30. Proverbs 30. 30. Glory to Jesus. Yeah, I'm correct. Awesome. From 29. There are three things that are stately in their stride. Four that move with stately bearing. Higher. Yeah. says, There are three things which are magnetic in pace. Four which are stately in their work. Look at that. A lion, mighty among beasts, who retreats from nothing. This must be how you operate, like a lion, mighty among beasts, who retreats from nothing. When you find that something belongs to you in Christ, do not retreat, do not surrender. Fight on, lay hold. Okay, fight on, lay hold. Fight on, lay hold. You are the you are the yield of God. Refuse sickness. Do not do not negotiate it. Do not back down. Insist on who you are. You are healthy. You are loved. You are strong. You are great. You are gifted. Okay. Insist on the things just in Christ. A bad dream comes, crush it. Okay. Insist on who you are in Christ. Like a lion, mighty among beasts, who retreats from nothing. Has God given you a goal or a dream? an aspiration, a vision, a project. Refuse to retreat. 
refuse to back down. As long as you are sure that God said it to, refuse to back down. Keep going. Keep going. Keep sticking to that mountain. That mountain will move if you don't give up. Keep speaking. Keep talking. Keep the cream. But refuse to back down. Faith never gives up. Faith never gives in. Like a lion among mighty beasts who retreats from nothing. Glory to God. Are we blessed? Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.